dependable and local news and talk with Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay in the mornings, 5 to 9. Followed by the Pensacola Expert Panel with Jenna Barr, mornings 9 to 11. Fox News personality Brian Kilmeade, 11 to 1. Dave Ramsey, 1 to 4. Pensacola Right Now with Bobby Rossi, afternoons 4 to 7. And Lars Larson, only on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. And Shane Tucker is the Chief Deputy of the Santa Rosa Sheriff's Office. Chief, welcome back to the show, sir. Good morning, Andrew. Good to talk to you again. Good morning. So uh, let's start with something that happened, I think, middle of the week last week. You had a, a man who got arrested because he was basically going to rob the Gulf Breeze Dollar Tree, had a bat and a mask, and your deputies managed to arrest him before anything could happen. Do I have that about right? Uh, you do. Uh, you know, and that was that was really kind of an odd scenario. Um, the uh, Dollar Tree store had actually received the tip, uh, from my understanding, that, that they were going to be robbed, that somebody had in- intended on robbing them. So um, certainly they called us. To make us aware, you know, being robbed was not something they wanted to happen that day. So uh, we sent some deputies out, and they were actually able to locate uh, this fellow. And uh, he appeared um, armed and, and committed to do what he was out to do. Uh, so we, we put a stop to that before it happened. Um, I, I don't really guess I understand um, how he was motivated. There's some allegation that somebody had asked him to rob uh, the store, and, and, and he set out to do it. Um, but fortunately, we were able to prevent that from happening. So what would be, because if he doesn't have an illegal gun, which I think he was not arrested with a gun, he just kind of had ill intent, what would the charge be? I, I, I think it was, a, it was a baseball bat and a knife, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and neither, neither of which was, is illegal. No, not, not, not in... in some context. So right, if you have it sure. in a context where you're, you're intent on committing a crime, it could be. Um, the, uh, the charge was um, criminal solicitation in the first degree, um, and I assume that has some type of um, something to do with, with the conspiracy to commit the crime. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, because that was, you know, is, that's always what I think is, hey, I'm glad you thwarted the crime. That's great. <laughs> you know, but I also kind of wonder, yeah. but what exactly would be the charge? I mean, when I'm out biking, I have a baseball bat in my backpack because dogs, you know, <laughs> that's you, you need something. So um, the other, sure. uh, obviously, the story that we've been covering a lot this morning is the story of now it's a Gulf Breeze address, but it's really like East Midway. It's out by the Gulf Breeze Zoo. Uh, so it's, you know, it's almost Navarre, but not quite. In any case, off of East Bay Boulevard. Wow. Um, tell me what happened in this case where the, the, basically a man wound up shooting somebody else on his porch, I guess, through the door, but you tell me what happened. He did, uh, Saturday morning in the, in the, the real early morning hours, our deputies, we received a couple of different calls. One was for a shooting, 
uh, and uh, the other was for a burglary in progress at you know going on simultaneously at the same address. When our deputies got there, we located a male subject uh, who was not in the home. It didn't appear that he had been in the home. He was in a in a vehicle, and he had a, what appeared to be a gunshot wound to his leg. Um, so it, it appeared after after our deputies were able to get the scene secure and, and conduct their investigation that two subjects uh, had gone to that residence to. Uh, confront a, a resident of the home about some alleged grievances, and the, uh, their statements as well as the physical evidence led, led the deputies to the determination that uh, these two had gone and started kicking and beating and banging on the door to uh, such an extent that it appeared likely they were going to actually beat the door down and gain entry into the home. Uh, the uh, resident felt that they were attempting to break in, and after they refused to stop, fired around through the front door. Um, and it's my understanding that it was only one round fired, but that round did strike one of the people um, trying to come into his home. Uh, when the uh, deputies arrived, the homeowner uh, wasn't really forthcoming. Uh, he didn't want the deputies into his home, uh, so they had to uh, obtain a search warrant in order to uh, further their investigation. Uh, as they were obtaining the search warrant, the uh, the homeowner did depart the location. He was free to do so because he wasn't um, detained. Uh, however, as a result of their investigation, they did uh, they did come up with some criminal charges on the homeowner. So he was arrested later that day, charged with, uh, I believe, possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. Uh, he had some uh, drug charges to include possession of fentanyl, and uh, I think he was charged with grand theft of a firearm as well. So it does appear that the uh, the shooting was not in and of itself a violation of the law. It appeared that he was in, in fear that he was being broken into, but there were some charges related to narcotics and um, him being a prohibited person from possessing a firearm. Okay, so, you know, uh, charges not related to the shooting, but charges related to other things uh, that were discovered with the assist of a warrant after the visit to the house where presumably the detect or the uh, you know the officers saw something or had a suspicion about something and had enough probable cause to get a warrant which is the way this goes uh, and were able to find that when they came back to the home and just just one real quick thing I want to clarify um, it's sometimes being called a stand your ground case but it's not technically stand your ground right because it's castle doctrine it's inside the home stand your ground is something that applies to people outside of the home right? Uh, it, it, correct, correct. Uh, stand your ground is is really sort of um, an extension of the castle doctrine, right. if you will. Um, it just basically it moves your rights from your home. You know, before the stand your ground um, case law, it was you know you, you had that right inside your home and nowhere else. You know, right. when you were at the mall, you had a duty to retreat. Now, anywhere that you are legally authorized to be and authorized to be in possession of a firearm, you have the right to defend yourself against, you know, an imminent threat. And no obligation to, to leave that. Uh, you can occupy that space legally just like you can occupy your home legally. And as long as you feel Correct. threatened, then you're able to use the force. And I just want I just I, I mean, people use the language sloppily. And I know that's common. And I knew you would you would appreciate the distinction because sometimes, you know, sometimes we do the same thing. Well, uh, thank you so much for the time. As always, uh, Shane Tucker is chief deputy Santa Rosa Sheriff's Office. As always, sir, I super appreciate you guys and what you do for us. Um, oh, no, what I did have a real quick question. Let me get traffic in here. I've been late to get it. But let me get traffic. I had one other thing I wanted to ask you, chief. Uh, Candy's got traffic on the fives. Uh, Mobile Highway from Michigan to the Pine Forest split is one 
one lane. That's going southbound traffic tips, 437-1620, News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Thank you. I saw something, Chief, when I was out bicycling yesterday, and I just was hoping to get clarification. I was on Wallace Lake Road, biked the whole thing, quite frankly, um, all the way from the Piggly Wiggly down to the developments at the other end. <laughs> so, um, but uh, I saw at one part it had a single solid yellow line right down the middle. Now, did we like run out of paint? Um, <laughs> you know what? What is a single yellow line other than it's just a double yellow? Like I can't cross it, right? Is what it's supposed to mean? You know, I know on on a roadway, um, customarily what you're going to see is is dual solid yellow lines in an right. area where you're not not to pass. And the solid yellow line for the right lane indicates that the right lane can't pass and, and vice versa. Right, right. Lane, the left lane can't pass. Because sometimes one lane can pass when one cannot. I can only assume that the fact that there's a solid yellow line, a single solid yellow line, um, then there's no time where either lane can pass. Um, I Thinking back, I don't know that I've ever actually seen one of those, but it's, it just seems to me that what they're indicating is you cannot pass from either lane. That was my read also. I figured that was the safe way to treat it. Of course, I was on a bike not driving, so it didn't really matter that much to me, but um, it was just kind of like, oh, well, I'm 51, and I've never seen that. <laughs> you know, so. I also heard a good suggestion about some possums. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Our, our good friend Ed Carson made the suggestion that that was actually there to prevent the possums crossing from one side to the other. You know, that's to tell them that that's a no-crossing zone. So probably, you know, hey, look, it's a possum safety issue. Uh, <laughs> Chief uh, Chief Shane Tucker, Chief Deputy Santa Rosa Sheriff's Office. As always, Chief, thank you for the time, sir. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Andrew. We appreciate you, man. 819 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. If you've got a nice import, you know, you've got a Porsche, a BMW, Mercedes, Genesis, Audi, Jaguar, Lexus, and you think, oh, you know, I have to take these to the dealership to be maintained. You don't. You don't. Uh, Bobby Likas Auto Service works on those kind of cars all the time. It's closer. It's less expensive. It's less inconvenient with time. And you get full quality service. No problem. Same thing for your diesel engines. Uh, you don't have to take those to the dealership. They work on the, Not everybody does. I mean, they are different than gas. No worries. Uh, or no doubt. But, you know, you can get those worked on uh, by Bobby Likas Auto Service. No problem. The philosophy is to see you for the little things routinely so you can avoid seeing them for the big things that are expensive and highly inconvenient. Uh, their website, carclinicservice.com. Uh, that's the philosophy, like a healthcare clinic for your car. And they're rated a 2021 Carfax top-rated service center, 4.5 reviews or average reviews or above. That's Bobby Likas Auto Service right here on Davis Highway. As a Walgreens pharmacist, I talk with people all the time about little tips and tricks for filling their Medicare prescriptions, like taking advantage of Walgreens 90-day refills to save them a trip, or using refill by scan, which is super easy and right on your phone. And for anybody worried about prescription costs, I say, hey, we got you with low-cost co-pays on many medications. Let's talk about making things easier. Walgreens is here. Fill your way and save at walgreens.com slash Medicare. See pharmacists for restrictions and exclusions. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. Tune in to News Radio Pensacola on the FM dial at 92.3 and 95.3. Listen on the AM dial at 1620. 
I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. My wife would say is, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, you mumble the words because you don't know them. So of course that's true. <laughs> okay, I got into a fight with Rick Springfield. They had a contest on this album, okay, uh, which was right. Affair of the Heart, where you could win a dream date with Rick Springfield by calling a 900 number. I got my butt beat for calling and then grounded from the phone for a year. Oh. And then when I told him about it, like when I was 29, when I was actually 29, he goes- Last uh, year. Last year, he, he went on to marry the dream date girl. I was like, really? And he's like, no. And then I stuttered, and then he made fun of the way I talked. And <laughs> I was just like a really like, ah, I got in trouble for you. You have the best stories. They're the worst stories. Rick uh, Springfield should change his first name to something a little more. The disc has a heart on it. It's hilarious. Um, going now. into the newsroom with our headlines, David. Oh, I'm sorry. Follow I'm that if you dare. I'm recovering from Candy's story. Follow I'm that sorry, if you that dare. That gave me hard They are times. the best stories, though. They They're are the best, best stories. Right, the uh, World Economic Forum getting underway in Switzerland today. Organizers expecting an estimated 2,700 leaders from 130 countries to be on hand, as well as uh, lots of high-profile public figures. Oregon Congresswoman Suzanne Bonamici is recovering after being hit by a car in Portland. Happened Friday night. Police say Bonamici and her husband were uh, using a crosswalk when they were hit by a slow-moving vehicle. She was taken to the hospital for a concussion. And Romanian authorities say they've seized nearly $4 million in assets from social media personality Andrew Tate. That seizure happened over the weekend as the investigation into human trafficking and rape allegations against Tate and his brother continues. Uh, nearly 30 assets were seized, including luxury cars, high-end watches, and a uh, lot of different currencies of money, apparently. All right. Thanks so much for the update, David. Uh, 823 on News Radio 92.3. Uh, had kind of told you the general overview of this the other day, but hadn't had a chance to play the clips for you. The uh, wastewater treatment plant, the sort of the last piece of the puzzle, uh, for now anyway, was the final transfer of the property from Santa Rosa County over to the city of Milton for the effluent disposal. That's where they're going to build the rapid infiltration basin, or RIBS, that they talk about up this 100, this, um, 100 acre uh, site on uh, the basically, if you know where the sheriff's office and the jail are in Santa Rosa County, in that back of that industrial park, it's north and west of there toward Cooper's Basin and the river, but not on the river or Cooper's Basin, in fact, quite some ways away from that. And I told you that I thought Alex Andrade actually gave a really good presentation of the arguments, acting as city attorney for the city of Milton, not in his capacity as representative, essentially saying that all the people who were uh, upset were upset about the location of the plant and the location of the plant's already settled. It's just a question of whether you're going to get the grant money. And in order to get the grant money, the tens of millions of dollars that they've already secured, you got to be able to have the rapid infiltration basins. And if you don't have those, you're still going to build the plant. You're just going to put a bond out and you're going to put the money, you know, the paying for that 60% increase in your fees on the back of the ratepayers, which is the whole point, um, is to try to not have to do that and also to have a place to take the treated affluent or water, they call it. You know, they make water. The wastewater treatment plant, what they do is they make water. <laughs> they take bad stuff and they turn it into water. Nobody ever talks about it that way, but that's true. Anyway, um, I wanted to share with you some of the comments, like uh, James Anderson with Baskerville Donovan is the chief engineer of the project, and uh, I'll get to that in just a second. Before that, let's get traffic on the fives with Candy. And uh, watching, well, Wildlake Boulevard, this is in Lavelle Way, this is uh, near the Hardys, the Cracker Bill in that area, uh, showing an accident, but it looks like it has been cleared. Cyanamid Road and Avalon Boulevard 
Boulevard in Milton showing an accident. Busy intersection, uh, so watch your emergency vehicles, but I'm not showing a roadblock. And then Mobile Highway from Michigan to the Pine Forest split. Still one lane. That's going southbound. Brought to you by Executive Landscaping. Big enough to get the job done. Small enough to care. You can call 250-3756 or no hassle estimate. Traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. So James Anderson with Baskerville Donovan is the chief engineer of the Wastewater Treatment Plant Project. And here's what he had to say about the location and about the project itself. Uh, There's been just a few things that have been brought up this morning. Um, Yes, the site is does not have the same capacity of the treatment plant. That is really not an unusual situation. Uh, There's actually probably very few facilities in the state where uh, on the same site as the treatment plant is sufficient. And and by the way, the the hum was in the audio from them. There's probably few facilities in the state where on the same site as the treatment plant, there's enough disposal capacity to accommodate all that's required for the plant. The city of Milton seeking to do something that most municipalities and sewer systems have to do, and that's build an, a whole selection of tools that they can use to dispose of reclaimed water. Sometimes it's landscape irrigation, ribs, public access reuse, industrial reuse, and all those things will be looked at over time. This is the first piece that's being put into place for effluent disposal for the site. And what he's saying there is that one of the criticisms of this plan is that the ribs do not offer enough effluent disposal capacity to handle what the plant itself is going to produce. And so this is a terrible project. And he says, it's normal. <laughs> it's very, very normal. You're going to have to find other locations. This is a known issue that other wastewater treatment plants deal with. I mean, you remember the whole issue with the Tiger Point Golf Course and finding the spray field that you could, I mean, just it's normal, essentially. And so he goes on and he talks about how the location where it's going to be built, the treatment plant is going to be built, is actually a very good location, which is the same thing that uh, we'd heard from Joe Cook, the public works director in Milton. Uh, the projects can be permitted separately. The treatment plant has already been permitted, uh, designed, permitted, and accepted by DEP. That project can go forward separately, but before it can be placed into service, we have to have a place to put the effluent disposal, and that's this site. Um, The site does have benefits of being very close to the plant, which will reduce the energy cost to pump water there from the treatment facility, so that'll be a savings. Um, And also, it's located in an industrial park and away from residential neighbors, which is rarely something seen when you're trying to site one of these. So uh, it's not in anyone's backyard, nor is it on the river. It's thousands of feet from the river, and there will be a buffer there. It will not be visible from the river. All benefits to the location. And you then had James Calkins do something pretty smart. He he asked Randy Jorgensen, the city manager for the city of uh, Milton, you know, y'all had a vote that was four to three in favor of this. And then you had another vote and it was, uh, you know, uh, five to two in favor of this. Plus the mayor would have been or is actually uh, six to two in favor of this. Plus the mayor would have been seven, three if she had an ability to vote. That's kind of evidence. Then you had Sam Parker say, let's not just give them 100 uh, acres. Let's give them all of the site. It's about 300 acres. And then finally, James Calkins wanted to hear from Joe Cook, the public works director. He brought him up. You were on Andrew McKay this morning, too. (laughs) Radio (laughs) fans. That's right. Joe Cook, uh, we played clips from him the other day on Thursday. I think the biggest concerns our citizens have have to do with the location of this plant. And you are the expert in all this. There's a lot of people that claim to be experts, but you are the expert. You are the guy that that, uh, builds these plants. And 
I want to know uh, what is the what is the reason for this spot? Is this spot a good spot? Is it? And I just want to hear your opinion about that. This is Joe yeah. Cook. My name is Joe Cook. I'm public works director for the city of Milton. I've got 50 years experience in the wastewater industry. I built four plants, four major plants in the Panhandle of Florida and two package plants. This plant here is unique because it's on a hill, it's above the water, not in a low-lying area, it's not in a critical area for flooding. <clears throat> it also can be gravity-fed. You don't need a five or six million dollar pump station to pump sewer to it. And it's an ideal location. It's in an industrial park away from people's houses that's already zoned for this use. And that's kind of the point is I know there are people who are very worked up and upset about this location and about what they perceive to be the risks, the dangers and everything else. Sometimes for reasonable concerns, sometimes based on misinformation. And I just wanted you to hear from some of the experts that say, no, it's going to be just fine. It's actually a really good location. So it's basically done. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. It's Martin Luther King Jr. Day. There are events around the country and a special service this morning at his church in Atlanta. President Biden gave a sermon there yesterday, the first sitting president to do so. Alberta King is the civil rights leader's niece. Martin Luther King Jr. said everybody can be great because everybody can serve. She was on Fox and Friends first. A convicted mafia boss is in custody, a wanted man for 30 years. Matteo Messina Denaro was Italy's number one fugitive. Convicted in his absence of dozens of murders, he now faces multiple life sentences. Among his crimes, two bombings in Sicily that killed top anti-mafia prosecutors and the murder of a mafia defector's son strangled and dissolved in a vat of acid. It's Fox's Jonathan Savage. Messina Denaro was captured at a private medical clinic in Palermo, Sicily, where he was having some sort of treatment. He's 60 years old. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 50 degrees right now, partly cloudy in Pensacola. I'm David Wayne. Dates have now been set for a special election for two town council seats in Century. The general election date set for March 28th, a primary election scheduled for March 14th, and that if they have more than three candidates, they'll need that. The uh, seats have been vacant since the last election when nobody ran for them. Uh, earlier this month, the sitting town council members appointed Shalisa McCall Abraham and Alicia Jernigan to the seats. Their positions, though, are only temporary until that special election occurs. It is Mardi Gras season. Some big crowds over the the weekend in Seville Square for the pin and bead swap, the seventh annual. Uh, and it's not just a chance for area crews to swap pins and beads. It's also a fundraiser event that they do for local charities like the Gulf Coast Kids House. All the diapers come in from all the different crew members that are working today and the crew blues for every single diaper box they receive, they give a pin for donating the diapers. So every year people collect the pins to get for the diaper drive. The diapers are the number one thing the Gulf Coast Kids House has needed for years. So we always try to make sure that the Mardi Gras season is about the kids, and that's what we're here to do. 
And, of course, the event also included lots of entertainment. More than 20 different crews were involved. A teenager was arrested in Fort Walton Beach on Friday for having a loaded handgun at a high school basketball game. Okaloosa County deputies say they arrested 18-year-old Travion Braxton after a witness saw him with a gun in his waistband, allegedly. The firearm had been reported stolen in May of last year. Braxton charged with possession of a firearm on school property, grand theft, and carrying an unlicensed concealed weapon. SpaceX celebrating another successful launch of its most powerful rocket. Trey Thomas has more. It blasted off Sunday evening from Florida's Kennedy Space Center following a 24-hour delay. Three, two, one, engine full power, and Powered by three Falcon 9 boosters, the 230-foot rocket carried a pair of communication satellites into orbit on a classified military mission. I'm Trey Thomas. And the National Weather Service now reporting that there were at least nine confirmed tornado touchdowns during last week's storms in Alabama and Georgia. The strongest of them, an EF3, had peak winds estimated at about 150 miles an hour. And uh, the Weather Service says... The deadly uh, long track tornado was on the ground continuously for 75 miles from Autuga County into Chambers County in Alabama. That storm system blamed for seven deaths and multiple injuries. The second roundtable discussion on gun violence here in Escambia County set to happen later on this week. That event hosted, of course, by Sheriff Chip Simmons. It'll be at the Brownsville Community Center Wednesday evening. They'll be discussing gun violence in the county, possible strategies and solutions, and uh, they're welcoming anyone in the community to attend the event. Again, that's going to happen 530 Wednesday evening. It'll be at the Brownsville Community Center. It is 835 at News Radio 92.3, and Candy's got a look at our traffic on the fives. I sure do. It's brought to you by Discover, and uh, Mobile Highway from Michigan to the Pine Forest split is one lane. That's going southbound. See an accident on Avalon and Cyanamid. That's in Milton, and it doesn't look like a roadblock. Um, it's showing that it's not a roadblock, but you'll want to watch for emergency crews on scene. It's a busy intersection. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. Uh, report is brought to you by Discover, where you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Again, traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Temperatures will be warming up this afternoon into the upper 60s, 10% chance of a stray shower, otherwise partly cloudy skies. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 62 degrees for your low. As you go into Tuesday, we will be warming up with a small chance of a few showers, 20% chance of rain on Tuesday with a high near 72. Tuesday night, temperatures dropping near 62. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thank you, Brooke. Right now, 50 degrees, partly cloudy in Pensacola, 53 in Gulf Breeze, and 40 in Milton. And no trading today on Wall Street. Both the stock and bond markets are closed for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. But closing numbers from last Thursday saw the Dow Jones up 7805 at 3430260. One, the Nasdaq up 7805 at 110719. And the SP 500 up 1592.399.09. Voting underway to determine who's going to lead the United Auto Workers Union. It marks the first direct election by union members in the history of the organization. Current UAW President Ray Curry facing off against Sean Fain, that's part of the Stellantis Department in UAW. The World Economic Forum getting started today in Davos. 
Switzerland. Organizers expecting 2,700 world leaders from 130 countries to be on hand. And there's still time to buy tickets ahead of tonight's Powerball drawing. Tonight's jackpot worth $416 million. The cash option just shy of $225 million. 837 News Radio 92.3. Your next news at 9 and breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne. News Radio 92.3. Informative. Local. Dependable. As the new year unfolds, here's another reason to buy your new Volkswagen from Piedmore Imports in Pensacola. How about over $1,000 off MSRP on the 2022 Volkswagen Tiguan? These VW SUVs with third row seats are priced to move, so hurry and take advantage of these discounted prices on a limited quantity of the 2022 VW Tiguan. Discounted over $1,000 off MSRP. And Piedmore Imports is offering a finance rate of 3. 9% APR up to 36 months on select 2023 models, including the VW Taos, Tiguan, Atlas Cross, and Atlas SUV. Plus, military discounts of $500 are always available when you buy your new Volkswagen from Piedmore Imports on New Warrington Road. Piedmore Imports. They're not in Car City, so you won't pay Car City prices. 106 New Warrington Road, just up the street from NAS Pensacola. Special APR rates for qualified credit through BCI. See dealer for details. Ever wondered what Pensacola Habitat for Humanity does? The mission is to build homes, communities, and hope in Escambia and Santa Rosa counties. Join communications manager Quinn Luring tomorrow morning at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel, discussing how you can support Pensacola Habitat for Humanity and the upcoming Food Truck Festival. That's tomorrow morning at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. News Radio 92.3. Now it's time to play Which Host Did This? Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, or Bobby Rossi? This host used to train professional boxers. Who is it? Time's up. The correct answer is Bobby Rossi. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 92.3. 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> I admire your deductive processes. Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. Oh, idiot! Food fight! Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. All right, we got a uh, simple question for today, Candy. Should be, should be, should be easy. Should be no controversy. You say that, and then I it's know. like potato peeler. You're gross. Well, that's that's <laughs> the ones where you you really find out. You know, the the world is made up of a lot of different people who do a lot of things a lot of different ways, and you know that's part of what's joyful about doing this. But um, here goes four three seven sixteen twenty. You go to let's imagine the coffee place. Let's not name a coffee place because okay. lots of good coffee places. But you go to that's a coffee true. place. And they give you your coffee, and let's imagine that you're a not black coffee drinker. Okay, for the you moment. have stuff in it, right? Yeah, you, you're going to put some cream, you're going to put some creamer, you're going to put some, you know, maybe you're going to put a syrup in there, maybe you're going to put a granular sugar, whatever. You're going to put something, sugar, typically sugar and cream would be the main things. Sure. You put it in there, and then you have a challenge. The challenge is, how do you integrate the additional ingredients with the rest of the coffee? What do you use to stir your coffee at that point. And there are some options. You want me to give you options? You just want to shoot from the hip. 
Oh, please. Uh, okay, so obviously there's a spoon. Mm-hmm. You could use a spoon. Uh, obviously, there's the wooden stick, right? which I think is meant to reinforce those of you who are a little bit more herby, if you will allow me to say so. You know, if you sure. own the Birkenstocks and you are a, a subscribed card-carrying member of Greenpeace, you know, that's the wood stick seems like your, your bag, baby. Um, you could also theoretically use the plastic stirrer. That's for the non-Greenpeace people. Um, then you have the fork. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, I have heard the fork or something else. What's your stirring implement of choice when you get the coffee candy? 437 1620. 437 1620. I don't drink coffee, but, but um, when I do go to one of those places, I mean, I have a straw, so I imagine I would have used a straw. So you just straw. use whatever they give you. Yes, but I'm right. always the one going, thank you, you sir. Have may Dr. I have Pepper another? In a bottle, okay. <laughs> whatever, but uh, yes. Fair and, enough. And I've seen Dana use little sticks. She's a coffee aficionado. All right, so. Um, Not a member of Greenpeace. <laughs> so. As far as you know. As far as I know. So I will tell you that my preferred stirring device is the spoon. Okay. Because the spoon is objectively better. Well, it gets uh, more surface area. I get right. That. You get to, you can really vortex it up with the spoon. Absolutely. Like you can really create a whirlpool to get some fluid dynamics going. I mean, it's all kinds of good stuff. Um, it, but sometimes, you know, you don't have a spoon. You don't have the available spoon. So you got to use. And then, you know, you got the, the, the wood stirrer, mm-hmm. which... Uh, can I tell you this personal anecdote? When I stir with the wood stirrer, I don't know what part of me is wrong in this way, but I feel like you should lick off the stirrer. Right. Lick off the spoon. Lick off. And so I will lick the wood that's got like a, an eighth of a, a drop. drop. Yeah. Just, yeah. And mostly <laughs> sure. what I get is the taste of wood. Right. Which I never feel good like about. A popsicle that was stick. never a reward for I, me. I make my husband's coffee every morning, and I have one of those things <laughs> yeah, that yeah. you turn on. And zzz, oh, and it makes fancy it fluff or whatever. Oh, yeah, stiff, uh, I know. I'm trying to be my little aerator. barista. I tried to make little hearts, right. and nope, just gross. I um, <laughs> so I I don't like the the plastic stirrer is really always a disappointment because it bends and flexes, and you never sure. get the kind of stirring effect. But here's here's where I'm at. Here's why I asked this question today: four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. Um. I think a fork is a superior to a spoon because if you think about it, the fork is going to do a better job of mixing because the tines are going to create all kinds of weird little eddies and things in the. You're liquid. absolutely right. Because yeah. I, th- I would, I would never drink up. I would never ever, for example, you know, beat scrambled eggs with a spoon, always a fork for that reason. Yeah. So a spoon is an inadequate coffee stirring device for physics. Am I wrong? 437-1620, Yeah, waste more stuff. <laughs> but yeah, but no, I know, I know, I know. And it almost you're seems right. like the spork would be the ideal in the plasticware yeah. department, because then you're getting kind of all the benefits, which is Those just Those are true not as spork. good as you think, No, though. they're really not. They're, but I still you, love you, KFC. You, you, you thought your childhood was great, and then you find out, oh, I thought this was cool. Yeah. Uh, spoon, somebody here says with no extra uh, 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 explanation. Somebody here says, if you add your Splenda and creamer first, then you pour, you pour your coffee in the cup, no stirring necessary i never need to stir okay two problems with this approach problem number one is how if you're at a coffee shop they don't so much give you that option oh, right, typically. right right okay uh second is no you're 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 not correct it's it doesn't do it a hundred percent what you will still get is some mixing but then the top is still going to be more black sure. than the bottom you know i, I can speak the, from experience yeah because i saw uh brett do it because i used to make his mm-hmm, coffee in the mm-hmm. morning and uh he has the the 
I don't know, the, the creamer that's already flavored oh, sure. and has the, the sugar in it. International foods. For, yeah, yeah, right, first. right. And pours it in and he goes out oh, and mixes it fine. So I did that for my husband and he's like, you know, you didn't put stuff in it. I'm like, I sure as hell did. <laughs> and it turned in, like, we don't have many fights, but I know that I did. But it was, and that's why I got that thing. That's right. And, yeah, and, but it doesn't, so it doesn't I know it doesn't mix. to the degree, right, right. Or so as not quickly. To, now, if you leave it right. for an hour, maybe it will, right. but that's, but, again. But he gets Splenda separately and heavy cream separately, so. Somebody here says, in the home, my wife and I have a frother thingy. It's very nice. Also, they've they're gone cool. your, your, they're your like direction. Bucks, yeah. Fair enough. You want me to get you one? I have extras at home. That sounds <laughs> no, weird. But that's just amazing. one more thing to find a place to store in my kitchen, which no, I don't have extras No, it's really bad, of. but, man, if you drink coffee, you're going to want it. Somebody here says, use a spoon or a wooden stir, and I also lick them. <laughs> no, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we all do. It's a weird thing. <laughs> sure. Uh, it's like tapping the nozzle of the gas against the tank. Everybody does it. If I do. If you're a guy. I want that drop. If your syrup has sunk to the bottom, spoon is superior to fork conceptually, but I drink black coffee. I also prefer the black coffee. Somebody here says, yeah. shake and not stirred. Use a Yeti cup and lock the lid and shake it. Oh, <laughs> wow. You're be the James Bond of coffee. That's <laughs> great. That makes me want to drink coffee. That's really bad. And you but... probably get some froth and every once in a while you get a little bit of coffee all over you. That's right. Um, and you can burn your enemies. <laughs> Don't do that. Somebody here says peppermint mocha creamer followed by coffee as you uh, bore the coffee with that wonderful creamer. It gets mixed in. It's wonderful. As you pour, I think not bore. It's a little text, okay. voice to text kind of thing. So they're, they're arguing for the, uh, you know, if you mix it properly, you don't have to mix it. Basically, sure, which, sure. you know, I'm not going to argue with you too much. There you go. That's our frivolous topic for the day. A little bit of fun for you on a Martin Luther King Jr. Day, Monday, 845. Candy's got traffic on the fives. And taking a look around Mobile Highway from Michigan to the Pine Forest split. Still one lane that's going southbound. And uh, Cyanamid and Avalon still showing an accident, but not showing a roadblock. Still certainly watch for emergency crews on scene. Uh, this is uh, traffic on the fives. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. It's brought to you by Avalon HR. With everything going on, you need Avalon. It's News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Hey, if you're getting ready to look at that next vehicle, I strongly recommend Frontier Motors. And I'll tell you why. I, I bought a lot of used cars in my life. I mean, not a ton, but I bought enough to get the experience of it. And it always has felt just a little bit icky. You know, always, okay? Except at Frontier Motors. <laughs> I didn't have that experience at all. And I realized after the fact why is because they never gave me the sense that they were just trying to get me into it a deal to sign on the line and then to get out the door and hope to never have to deal with me again because it didn't come back on them. Like, that's how often you feel. But at Frontier, they don't treat you that way because they hope to see you again. Like, they want to see me again for my next car and the car after that and the car after that. And when that's the goal, they treat you differently. And one of the ways they do that is, at least with me, and I've heard from others the same way, is they'll take care of you if anything's not the way it should be after to the point where they call you after like, they called me at six months and at a year after the sale to make sure anything needed to be repaired. And actually, we needed a, the physical key didn't work. And they did it for no charge whatsoever a year after we bought the car. Because they called to ask if there was anything wrong with the car. You think I'm going to go anywhere else? For buy? I mean, they were fantastic. And I've heard this from so many other people that that's why I love endorsing them. Because Frontier Motors is great. They've been serving the Pensacola community more than 25 years. Right behind that big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. ECUA's free Recycling Coach app is here. Discover which materials are recyclable. Receive automatic reminders on waste collection, schedules, and holiday update. And use the report, a problem feature, to schedule a special pickup or report a missed pickup. What's more, there's educational information on a wide variety of recycling topics and resources. Download the Recycling Coach app today with the App Store or Play Store. Also accessible from the ECUA website. That's ecua.fl.gov.
Hey, if you own a business and you love doing benefits, you love doing uh, insurance, you love doing HR, you love doing payroll, wonderful. Good for you. <laughs> you're a little bit unusual, and that's fine. If, on the other hand, you're like, oh, why do you mention that stuff? Hey, that's where Targus and Causey comes in, because that's what they do for business owners, is they help them figure out what's the best way to do that, what's the best plan. Maybe we can save some money for your employees, or maybe you had been giving them one option, now we can give them three. That's actually what we did here at News Radio a couple of years ago when they started working with us uh, and Cat Country, is we just got options, and that gave me and my wife more of a power to shape the insurance that we were choosing to con- contribute for to get exactly what we wanted. So if you want to do better for your employees, if you want to find out if there's a way to do better for your employees, or you just want to take it off of your plate and not have to deal with it, Torgerson Causey, for more than 20 years, they've been helping local businesses like yours figure all this stuff out. No obligation to have them look at what you're doing and review it. 433-9996 or check them out online at tcbenefitsgroup.com. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. If you're driven by an adventurous heart, you're in luck because the redesigned 2023 Subaru Outback shares your spirit. The Outback can take you as far as you want to explore with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive. And Subaru's estimated highway fuel economy for non-turbo 2023 Outback models is up to 32 miles per gallon. And comparing information for competitors' website, the Outback has more ground clearance than Honda CRV or Toyota RAV4. So you can take on the path less traveled with ease. And when Experian Automotive studied vehicles in operation versus total new registrations, they found that 97% of Outback vehicles sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today, which means you can explore your world with confidence. The 2023 Subaru Outback. Go where love takes you. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Actual mileage may vary. Clearance comparisons as of June 2022. Experience data for model years 2012 to 2021 as of December 2022. Dependable traffic on the fives with local news at the top and bottom of each hour on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Ah, 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 ah. Please be careful. You don't want to be in the way when my laser goes off. Hey, a laser? How come you don't have a laser, Woody? It's not a laser. It's a, it's a little light bulb that blinks. What's with him? Laser envy. So one of the byproducts of finally watching NFL games because it's the playoffs, and I think I might have I, actually it's not quite true. I noticed it a week or two ago when the um, the Den- Denny Hamlin game because the uh, that was the, I, that might have been the first game that I had watched in the regular season. Just been watching college football instead, um, but I noticed something that I know it's not news, but it was new to me, and so this is why I wanted to bring it up. Have you noticed the slogans on the back of the helmets? No. On, on the on the white space, the little plastic uh, space, I guess, around the base of the back of the helmet, there's this kind of, I don't know, odd little shape where there's just enough room to put a slogan. And you remember at one point, I don't think it was this year, I think it was last year, when they actually were putting slogans on their jerseys. You know, they had the backs of the jersey. Instead of the name, it would have, you know, Black Lives Matter or, mm-hmm. you know, I Love Jesus or I don't know what they had, all different, some things. Anyway, uh they had the now on the backs of the helmets, there's an area down at the bottom where, again, they have these messages stenciled. And um, 
there are all kinds of, I guess this is uh, for the third straight year they've been doing this as part of their, uh, the NFL's Inspire Change Social Justice Initiative. That's what it's called. And there are seven messages for the helmets. And six of them are the same. And I guess they've added a new one, which is Choose Love is the one that's been added this year. Choose Love. Uh, end Racism. Stop Hate. It Takes All of Us. Black Lives Matter. Inspire Change. And Say Their Stories. And then, you know, Choose Love. It's weird to me when you have like the government or the NFL endorsed acceptable sayings that are all within a certain range. Because I was thinking like, what would be the most if if you started from scratch and you just said, what would be the slogan or what would be the phrase that most NFL players or many NFL players would want on their helmet? I have to believe in God we trust. So many Christians in professional sports, uh, particularly in the NFL and in um, and that's not even a Christian saying particularly. Right. You can be a Muslim or a Jew and say in God we trust. You wouldn't say God if you're Jewish because they don't say the name of God. Um, but, you know, you might say in G space D in we trust, which is how they would do it. Um, but the point is, that seems like that would be a very popular. But that's not available. Because you have instead these ones that are specifically tailored to the issue of black concerns. So I don't know. It just it, it caught me by surprise a little bit because I hadn't, again, been paying much attention. And I was curious because I saw like some variety in the phrases, but not tremendous variety in the phrases. And I wasn't sure if there was an acceptable list or not. And sure enough, it turns out to be uh, that there's those seven that are available. And the new one, again, out of the six that they have added is the choose love, which, by the way, I mean, choose love is a great message. I just kind of an odd one to put in the context of these race issues although you know stop hate choose love are kind of you know the flip side of each other so that's fine uh but i just i don't know i i'm the kind of person and this is more maybe my own foible i'm the kind of person that if somebody says okay we're gonna allow you to have a slogan on your helmet your jersey your car license plate whatever um and you can pick from these four i'm like but i I want this other one (laughs) you know that's like I, I so resist compelled speech that like if I'm at church and it's the everybody's supposed to say the call response or whatever, like I'm not saying that. You can't make me <laughs> you know, Wow, just, what a rebel. I know. No, it's it no, it's not a healthy thing. It's not like a bragging point. It's just a I don't like to be told to stand. I don't like to be told to repeat this thing that we tell you to say because I especially remember when I was a kid and I wasn't even a Christian. I was, you know, opposed for a long time and I'd go to church with my parents and like, well, I don't believe that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that, (laughs) you know, because I think your words should represent what you believe. And so there's very much if I were ever in the NFL, I will never be um, for all other kinds of reasons, you know, skill, strength, size. Um, I would be the one that's like, well, can I not put this on there? I don't want to. I don't want these. I want something else. But that's more just me. Eight fifty-five on News Radio ninety-two-three. Candy's got traffic on the fives. And still, uh, just watching this one accident, and it's a it's a lane thing. A mobile highway from Michigan to the Pine Forest split is one lane that's going southbound. Oh, we have that issue too on Friday. Come to think of it, Knox Pest Control. Their family serving your family since nineteen twenty-nine. For more info on a free pest or termite quote, visit knoxpest.com. Knox knocks them out. Traffic tips text four three seven sixteen twenty. News Radio ninety-two-three informative local dependable somebody texted in the message that belongs at the base of the helmet is riddle <laughs> like the brand of the, the helmet brand is. oh that's really funny that's <laughs> or really, Riddell, really i guess you yeah, say right. it. I don't know. <laughs>
that's, that's perfect. Fantastic. Don't say concussion protocols. Hello, that's right. you know, or something. Four three seven sixteen twenty. Four three seven sixteen twenty. Oh, since kind of we're in this vicinity, I guess I can mention this. Uh, interesting story came out the other day that uh, you had a soccer player, a female soccer player, former Virginia Tech women's soccer athlete, who, when the team under the guidance of the coach all wanted to do uh, basically a Black Lives Matter social justice thing to kneel in support. She didn't do it. And she says that she got benched for it, that she got demoted, that she got less playing time and, you know, all of these things. And now um, the $100,000 settlement paid out to her, which the coach is claiming this is a victory for him. Mm. <laughs> I don't think so, but that's anyway. Uh, the Roanoke Times, uh, this is in uh, Virginia, uh, that her client will be receiving the money as part of an agreement made to dismiss the lawsuit. As part of that agreement, neither Henning nor Coach Adair have to include an admission of wrongdoing, which I always think that's weird. Like, if you're paying money, that's wrongdoing. Like, I, I understand that it might feel like they are bringing an inadequate lawsuit against you, and so you settle it in order to not have to pay the full amount and to not admit wrongdoing. But, I mean, how do you pay $100,000? In a case like this, how do you pay $100,000 and then not have to admit any wrongdoing? Well, you know, I know what I believe. 858 <laughs> here on New 857 here on News Radio 92.3. Future News. Time for future news. That's when we tell you what's going to happen before it happens. Uh, are we really, truly, genuinely, completely done with any upsets or uh, frustration or pushback on the wastewater treatment plan now that all the final bits of, of the beginning are basically done? Absolutely. <laughs> Everything's done. Everybody's going to hold hands. Everybody's going to be fine. Nobody's upset. Like, Let's drink the water. Nobody feels like it's democracy fine. betrayed them. Yeah, we're all good. <laughs> no, I don't believe that. No, I think there's going to be issues. That's because people care. That's right, which is fine. You know, know, that's of course good. I mean, citizen engagement is good. Yes. Um, better if it's fully informed, thoughtful, willing to engage and learn. But you know, engagement is good. Um, Brentwood Park, the zoning change, it will allow the tax collector to build a building there in the one slice of the park, I guess. Is that going to actually happen? No. I think it will. I think it will. I mean, if they've gotten to this point and they're making the ask, uh, you know, the sort of it's the homeless park. And that's one of the problems is people don't like to go to that park because it's all the homeless people. They well, don't like to take yeah. their kids there because that's known for being. I mean, I drive past that area all the time and it's that's you true. can't argue. Right. You yeah, cannot argue that that's what that park in is. That area, yeah. Um, push in Ohio and other places to decrease food waste. Uh, they say because greenhouse gas emissions, uh, I would say because, you know, it's bad to waste things and also because it costs you money. Uh, is there going to be a nationwide epiphany that we should cut down on our food waste and use food more effectively? I think so. Absolutely. I think with water, too, but also because of the inflation, I think people are going to be more careful yeah, about that's, buying this. That's a great point away. is, you know, nobody throws eggs away anymore. Oh, oh gosh. my gosh. No, I, mean, I know. I know. Thinking about putting a lock on the icebox for the kids, you know, because you got to make sure to protect them against that's their nice. wasteful. <laughs> I know what I got. Don't lowball me. See you tomorrow. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620.